If you enjoyed podcasts like this, you should check out our other shows on Health Podcast Network. For example, Better with Dr. Erica, hosted by Dr. Erica, provides support and guidance in navigating stress-related challenges to transform your relationship to self-care. Each episode arms you with the tools needed to be better, do better, and live better. There was an incredible episode that you should check out called Touch and Connections as Tools for Healing and Better Mental Health. In this episode, her guest breaks down ways to use physical touch as a form of healing for trauma and grief. Check out Better with Dr. Erica on your favorite podcast platform or visit healthpodcastnetwork.com. Welcome to Iowa to Health. I'm Jeremy Quinby. This is episode 121 of the podcast. If you're new to the show, I want to welcome you. Iowa to Health is your place for trusted health guidance and support. Whether you're looking to improve your health or just seeking ways to stay well, we're here for you. This growing community is on a mission to improve our state of being and experience together on the planet. And if you love the resource that you get here at Highway to Health, consider becoming a health amplifier today. This project is a labor of love, but it requires funding to continue to build and stay true to our mission. And you may have noticed that we don't have any annoying ads and are not bombed by corporate interests. But that means we do need your support, which you can provide for the price of a cup of coffee once a month by going to patreon.com forward slash highway to health. Your donation is helping make this quality resource available to anyone in need. So I started this podcast when Phoenix was 13 years old. And so for anybody who's been listening to the podcast over the last almost six years, it's hard to believe, um, you, you can kind of see the way that Phoenix has picked up maybe things from me, maybe things from his friends, his, his culture, and the way he's starting to kind of figure out how to put things together for himself and take care of himself. And he's pretty honest about, you know, things he's doing well, things he's not doing well, and things that he's really working on trying to improve. But we kind of go through the last year of his of his life and, and look at the way that he is really managing a very dynamic situation in college, which for anybody who's ever been through it knows that you're working to, you know, figure figure yourself out. You're working to have a job and think about what kind of work you want to do. It's a very intense and dynamic time period. And I feel like he's doing pretty well. So this is a good one for anybody who is maybe going through transition or anybody who has a younger person either in college or preparing for college. Hope you enjoy this one. This is my conversation with my son, Phoenix. Tell me about the first year of college. It was good. I enjoyed it. Made a lot of good friends. You yeah. know, living in a dorm, you learn communal showers aren't the best. <laughs> and That's for sure. Uh, you know, everyone's really close. Me and my roommate, you know, we didn't have that big of a room, so yeah, I was around that guy a lot. Yeah, forced forced bonding. Yeah, I guess you could call it that, but yeah. I was fine with the bonding. Did have have you guys managed to stay in touch over the summer? Yeah, yeah, like as a group, went out to uh, the casino. Oh yeah, that's right. Early July. Yeah, that was a fun little trip. I enjoyed that. And you guys text and have a little group group chat going on or something? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Nice. Talking with one of them right now, too. And you have a, a another kind of relationship this year. Yeah, that's right. I have a girlfriend. Yeah. Com- coming up on a year? Yeah, that sounds about right. You guys you guys have plans? You've, you've celebrated six months and nine months and... 
Really, it's been every month. Every month, yeah. To be fair. But, yeah, her birthday is pretty close to our anniversary. So, I got two kind of, I've got two different plans going on. Okay. Two separate things. Don't talk about them here. She's going to hear this. Oh, no, no, no. Don't worry. Okay. I'm not saying anything. Nothing spoiled. I just think, I I don't think, I know she's going to like them. Okay, good. When the time comes. You guys know each other pretty well at this point. I would say so, yeah. Yeah. She's a big, big soccer fan. Bigger than me, which is shocking. It is shocking, actually. <laughs> Seems almost impossible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's a a big Man City fan. A big Man City? Yeah, Manchester City. So is that is that an issue with your favorite team, Leicester? Or is Leicester still your favorite? Leicester's still my favorite. Okay. City, it's like uh, me and Sarah kind of got this thing. It's like... Leicester's her second team, and City's my second <laughs> oh, that, team. That works, that works. So that, that's kind of how we go about it. So you're still rooting each other on, unless they play each other in something. Yep, yep. Then, it's going to be tricky. Yeah, City, man, her team's gotten the better of me recently. So, yeah. But we'll see what happens. I always cheer on my team whenever I can. Yep. So, But yeah, you know, it's a fun little thing that we both like. What was the, what was the difference in lifestyle this year? Being like out of the house... Just being in the dorms, all the possible things you could do on a weekend <laughs> or a weeknight. Yeah, I mean, there's just a lot more possibilities. What time did you get to sleep on on average? Twelve thirty. It's not terrible. Not that's, terrible. I on feel week, like that's on weekends, about... weekends is very variable. Yeah. Oh yeah. One night it could be eleven. Next night it could be three a.m. Yeah. It's just like stuff like that. Yeah. There's just. Because, you know, a lot more happens on the weekends. And you're thinking like, okay, I want to get up early tomorrow. I want to get this stuff accomplished. And you're kind of keeping an eye on the time. It's like <laughs> 9 o'clock. Oh, it's still early. Sweet. Yeah. And you look yeah. at the clock again. You're like, okay, it's only 11. Then you look at the clock again. It's like 2.30. Yeah, you you lose track of time. <laughs> That's something that just happens. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. It's a, but it was a lot of fun. And I'll be, I'll be doing it all again next in a, only in a couple weeks. Uh, moving in yeah. the second. Yeah. Was it was it hard to prioritize like all the all the new things you had to sort of take responsibility for? I will say that my schooling was pretty easy. Okay. Um so obviously some of my friends they are pre-med, they're taking biology, they're taking ochem next semester. Yeah. Just the classes that they have going on is just so much harder than mine because of what my class load was like. I was able to prioritize my things pretty easily. Yeah. So I ha- I would say I had an easy adjustment, but I feel like others might have had a little bit more of a struggle. Yeah. Do you, do you think that came from like practice of doing this in high school? Like you were you were in a better like way of operating with your priorities in high school? I would say yeah, because usually what I would do is Sunday Sunday nights I would just bang out as much homework as I can. Yeah. Pretty much clear up my whole week, and then I can kind of just relax and take my classes. Yeah, yeah, that's smart. You think this year is going to be harder? This first semester, I don't think so. Um, I only have four classes. Well, technically five, but one's online. Okay. Um, I've haven't heard the worst about them, but I think obviously some classes will be easier, some classes will be harder. You taking any risks? Any any things that you're like, I'm interested in this, but not sure if I'm good at it i am taking leadership all right that seems like a good one my girlfriend recommended it okay. she said that i should take it 
Yeah. And she thinks I'd be a good fit. Yeah. And obviously I, I, I did classes that would like clear up a lot of electives or, yeah. you know, allow me to open up my schedule a little more. But yeah, I took leadership because, you know, she recommended it. And I think it's going to be great. Yeah. I heard good things about the professor. Other than that, none of my other classes are really risks. Yeah. I mean, cultural studies, accounting, and business statistics. Okay. So, you know, pretty basic stuff. Have you had anything like statistics before? So this business stats class is a little different. It's the first year of this class. Obviously, there was a class before it, but they changed it. Okay. And it's more programming heavy, it sounds like. Okay. Which is uh, not the greatest thing for me to hear. Right. Because uh, not the most program savvy guy. Yeah. But we'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah. I mean, I think it's good to, to try something that challenges you, even if you're like, I'm not doing that ever again. If push comes to shove, I can always drop it. But yeah. this is one of these classes that I have to take. Yeah. So I don't know if I really have a choice to drop it. Yeah. So exactly. it'll be fine. I think, the, I think the leadership one is going to be kind of an interesting one because you, you, you ended up kind of taking some leadership roles like this last couple of years, like Model UN. Yeah. You had what was your what was your role exactly? I was policy and procedure. Though on my LinkedIn, I've put um, public outreach, so I need to change that. <laughs> okay. Because when I hung out with the president of Model UN uh, not too long ago, yeah, or presidents, I should say, yeah, um, they were like, "Yeah, I thought you were policy and outreach or policy and procedure." I was like, "Oh yeah, I was. Yeah. Okay, I gotta fix that." Yeah. You can make it sound fancier if you want to, too. You don't have to. I mean, let's, this is this is what everyone does on their LinkedIn. It's oh, like yeah. senior vice president of blah, blah, blah. I mean, I could say policy and outreach board. No, uh, policy and Stop. No. Policy and procedure board. See, look. Board. I'm, there you go. I'm mixing them up already. Yeah. There we go. And and then I think like your, your jobs, you ended up like, it sounds like even when you worked in the grocery store, there was like people kind of look to you for some kind of direction it seemed like and then this summer you've had the the uh, management internship you want to talk about that at all <laughs> <laughs> maybe a little bit you know just wrap that up actually yesterday i know yesterday was my last day i haven't seen you for like a week yeah i mean these last three days i work a lot sometimes we'd have night games get off at twelve thirty a.m and i have to be back at 8 a.m the next day and and what what is where is the management internship uh, it's at target field yeah go twins Target field. So, man, managing concessions. Yeah, oh, yeah. And can, so, it's so. What are the what are the duties of the job? Like pe- people management. Yeah, yeah. It's a lot of stocking. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people management. Some stocking. You know, paperwork. Oh, yep, yep. Got to go through a lot of paperwork. Uh, Excel spreadsheets. Those are fun. Um, and a lot of walking. Oh yes. <laughs> you should see my phone on those days. I walk twenty thousand. 25,000 easy. Wow. Yeah, do, 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 do you get to get it and like sneak in and watch a little bit of the game? Oh, of course. Okay. Because the sections that I would usually put in, then they weren't the worst. They weren't that busy. Yeah. So obviously I would do my job right like any normal manager should do. Right. And, but I'd have chances to sneak in every now and then, check how the game is going. A lot of the times I don't even know what's going on. Right. You know, someone right. comes to me, he's like, game's over. <laughs> we won. It's like, we, we did? Cool. I didn't know the game was over. Do you, how, how close do you get to the field? Do, do you, are, you, are you up a little bit when you're watching? So, I mean, really, I could get as close as I want. But most of the time I was up at the terrace, so I didn't get too close, I guess. 
but I could kind of just walk in any section and take a little pop yeah. a squat. You can't get on the field, though. Nope, can't get on the field. <laughs> See, the, on the field is twins personnel only. Okay. I was with a separate company, so. Okay, gotcha. That's not going to happen. Unless someone on the field wanted a hot dog, then, like, maybe I could go on the field and <laughs> right. give them a hot dog. Right. But. Okay, so best and worst parts of the job. Hmm. I think the best part of the job for me was just, like, learn. I learned a bunch of stuff when I was there. You know, look, obviously, when you go to a baseball game, concessions aren't your top priority but right, right. there's just so much going on to like get them up and running like yesterday we ran out of hamburger buns oh so obviously you could go down to commissary but there's nothing there so what we had to do is we had to move them around one one stand to another okay back to this one stand you know it's just part of the job moving buns moving buns <laughs> the day before we were out of hot dog buns wow it's the same thing move, moving buns around from one place to another it's a lot that's going on that I never thought about. Yeah. And I don't think the average fan does either. Right, right. It's kind of like seeing behind Oz's curtain. <laughs> yeah, behind the scenes, yeah. <laughs> Wait, what, what 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 was the most interesting part of that? Like 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 in, in terms of like the interworkings of like what goes on to to make a game happen. It's a lot. But you know, to be honest, considering how the you know, this company feeds 20,000 to upwards of 40,000 fans that's a crazy. game. It's crazy how many, how few people are in leadership. Hmm. They have um, one concessions manager and okay. one assistant concessions manager. And then it was me and three other interns and then mm, maybe like, uh, and then a handful of supervisors. So like 10 tops. Fif- 10, 15 people, yeah. Wow. And that, and that group of people got the whole concessions process going. It's, it was crazy. And you're, and you're making like 15 bucks an hour. 16. 16. Oh, not sorry. minimum wage. <laughs> not minimum wage. Very easy to hit overtime on that job. Oh, yeah. Okay. Obviously, I didn't work as much as the other guys. Yeah. I ref soccer games too. Yeah. But yeah, those games you could, like those jobs like that, you could rack up, like I racked up 30 hours in three days. Right. It's just like stuff like that, super easy. Yeah. You know, especially on a, lo- a long homestand. You know, if there's like six games in a week, that could be like 60, 70 hours. Right. All right. So well, any, any other best parts? Hmm. Any any people you connect with? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I did the check-in for the international students. Okay. So we'd have international students come in and they'd work for, you know, the company at Target Field. Are they like college students or? Yeah, they... it seems like it. I don't know. They seem a little older than me. Okay. Um. A lot of them were surprised how young I was, which was funny. Yeah. But you're tall, it helps. I guess and you so. got deep voice. It also helps. Very deep voice. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so um yeah, so there's a lot of international students. They they came in pretty much the same time I did. They started in like May. And some of them already left, but others will leave in like late September, early October. To go to school or to go home to another country? or Go to school, yeah. Okay. So they'll go back to their country and they'll go to school there. Oh, I got it. Okay. And they come over here through this program. And so they just come here to work. They're not They're not going to school here. No. Okay. But, it's you know, they came here to, you know, learn the experience. Yeah. You know, what's, what's it like in the great state of Minnesota? Yeah. Were they, were they, were they fun to talk to? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, they were great. I, I you know, I knew them all pretty well. So I got to ch- chat with them, talk to them, you know, hang out with them a lot. 
It was fun. You, you have a pretty good grasp of geography too. Any anyone from places that you hadn't heard about? No, actually, I know, um, know some of them? of them were from Kazakhstan, which okay. is just right beneath Russia, and yeah. then um, I think the other group is the countries change every year. Okay. But this this year was a lot of people from Kazakhstan, a lot of people from Thailand, and a lot of people from the Dominican Republic. Ah, oh, interesting. But like a couple of years ago, they had they had Russians, you know. They had people from China, you know. It's it's a people from all over the place. Probably no Russians this year. <laughs> no Russians this year. Yeah. No. Um, but yeah, it's just a bunch of different people from a bunch of different places. Yeah. And the crazy thing is, like, it's a group of people that'll like some people come back, not many, but some do, and then others is like they'll never be back in Minnesota. Wow. You know. It's like this is their one time they'll be in Minnesota in their entire life. Yeah. So it's kind of crazy to think about. Did, did some of them choose Minnesota uh, uh, or was this just like a place that was a possibility for them? They would, would have rather have gone somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea, actually. Yeah. I'm not sure if it was like specifically like, hey, you got chosen to go to the United States. Oh, where am I going? Minnesota. Oh. Uh. <laughs> so Canada? No, 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 no. Yeah. The United States. Oh, okay. But I think, I think it was random, but I have no idea. Yeah. You know, obviously they'll take whatever chance they can to go to the U.S. Yeah. This isn't like something where they look at it and they're like, oh, no, no, no. See, I want to go to Montana, but do not take me to California. Yeah. They don't care. As long as they get to visit, you know, the U.S. and see what life is like out here. It's funny. Some of them take, took photos of them on the Metro Transit bus. <laughs> <laughs> You know, because it's just like, that's just how life is here. It's yeah. it's so different from yeah. where they live. It, it makes sense, you know? And I guess our, our mass transit's pretty, you know, it runs pretty well. It's pretty clean. Yeah, I use it. Yeah. I got my license now, though, so. Oh, yeah. Now, that's a big one. Okay, we'll come back to that. Um, worst <laughs> worst parts of your job? Worst parts? Or least favorite parts, we'll say. I guess my least favorite part was, it was just the schedule sometimes. You know, one week. The length of it? The, yeah. the days? Yeah, really the length of the days. So to be honest with you, the job wasn't like that bad. Yeah. But just like, you know, working 10 hours in a day and then doing it again two more days after that is a lot. Yeah, it, se- it seemed like they'd always have like two night games, which means you don't get home till midnight, and then a day game, which means you got to get out of here at like 7, 30, 8 o'clock, right? Yeah, yeah. I get like seven hours, six hours of sleep. Yeah. So I don't think it was the best for my health. Yeah. But... Again, a lot, a lot of hours. Yeah. But then other weeks, there'd be nothing. Yeah, you'd have light weeks, and, and then you're just reffing. Yep, yep. So so how, how what was different about reffing this year? Seemed like, seemed, it seemed like at the beginning, there was some stress because it was like another another level of, of, you know, what you had to know or, you know, working starting to work adult games. Yeah, I had to start working. At, I got to work adult games this year because, you know, I became an adult. 18 years old, <laughs> I could work adult games. Okay. Oh, that's that. that you can't, so you can't work in adult games. No. Because they don't want anyone who's a minor getting involved in adult games, yeah. which makes sense. Yeah. So, yeah, I worked adult games. Which are harder to ref, though, the, the, like the teenage games or the adult games? Well, I never centered an adult game, or at least not yet. Okay. That might be something I do in the future. But at least in terms of like the adult games are like a little slower. Then, like, the teenage games, they're very fast-paced. There's a lot going on, you know, so you're just constantly moving. The adult games are a little slower, but the adults talk a lot more. 
they trash talk, they talk to you. Oh yeah. Oh, you <laughs> kidding me? You look at me. You, you send anyone? Ah, nah. As an AR, I'm not gonna send anyone. But no, no one's been. One person got sent off one time because he grabbed the guy by the feet, l- lifted him up, so he was like dangling, dropped him, and then kicked him. It's like okay. You're out. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I looked at the ref. Ref pulled out a red. I was like, "Yeah, that's gonna happen." <laughs> there's no, there's no way that's not a red card. Did Did he seem surprised at all? Actually, yes. <laughs> oh my! Yes, he literally went on after the game, talked to the ref, and he's like, "I didn't mean to do that." It's like, what do you mean you didn't mean to do that? You You picked him up. Oh. And literally, the ref's like, "I don't care the intent. You're getting sent off for that." Yeah. And he's like, oh, come on, man. And just walked away. Like, I was like, is he serious right That's now? unbelievable. Mind you, this guy's like 40. <laughs> this is a 40-year-old man. <laughs> I thought it was going to be like a 19-year-old or something. No, no. Oh, he, there are some people in this league that are really old. 70, 60. Still playing? Still playing. It's pretty unbelievable. Mm-hmm. I, I know quite a few people in New York. I, I have some some clients that I treat who are still older playing soccer i mean it can be it can be a little tricky too because if you get like especially head like head shots like if you get a ball kicked to your head recovery when you're like 50 years old from from getting hit in the head is tough yeah it's not the easiest you you had some concussions in in high school (laughs) and and you recovered pretty quickly but some people well right yeah i mean I never really wore glasses before I got one of my concussions. And oh, here, that's right. And here I am wearing them all the time. Yeah. It's just kind of the thing. I had I had a couple, three, I think. So, you know, after a while, it was like, eh, what's the point? You, you think you could have stopped a few more balls? <laughs> <laughs> Are you not making that excuse? Eh, not yet, at least. Uh, okay. Maybe later. But for right now, I... uh yeah, I think my goalkeeping days are behind me. It was fun while it lasted, but yeah. yeah. Hey, what what about intramurals? Like just just going to play or playing? What's what's the indoor version called? Futsal? Oh, futsal. I I am not good with the ball at my feet, mm. so I'm gonna have to take a hard pass on that. Yeah. Uh, you see, like I mean, maybe I could be a goalie there too, but yeah, yeah, futsal a little bit more of a struggle. Because there's there's a lot going on. Yeah, it could be fun though. Just for I mean, it's not there's not as much on the line. It's like yeah, I have some friends who play it too. So yeah, that could be cool. Yeah, was, I played I played intramural basketball in college. I, I I decided not to do the team team. There is a team team at the University of Minnesota, but it's it's club. Okay. So it's not run by the university. Oh, interesting. It's it was kind of wonky. My friend did a, a club lacrosse. Yeah. And it was kind of like he had practices super late at night, yeah, nine thirty to like eleven p.m. is like. It depends on who who gets. I mean, they, I was on a the crew team was club mm. in college, and and they you get to you get to like vote in who you want to be the president, and then the coaches get sort of chosen by. There's like a little I don't know C suite or whatever of, of of other college students, but it was but it was cool and actually. Like the guy who ran it for for a while was was such a sweet dude, and it kind of created a good culture. So everyone worked super hard. Everyone wanted to help, and they were pretty like like we had we had to do a lot of like you, you were expected to be at a lot of these different practices, and they would make us go to aerobics classes sometimes as part of our like winter training just to keep us in shape. Wow, aerobics—that's crazy. Yeah. Now, see, the thing about it was, 
like at least for actually I saw something on Instagram not too long ago with with uh, the rugby team mm-hmm. and it was very similar to what you mentioned they had a, a C-suite like group of players and they were looking for a player manager yeah but you know it's just like stuff like that is how all these club teams are run yeah so you know you have the the rugby team you got the soccer team I feel like it's good practice though for like what you're going to deal with in a job sometimes yeah no totally that being said I don't know if like the time, I guess, put the time it, investment. Yeah, the time investment for some people. I can understand why they don't do it. Yeah, because it's it's a lot of time. You know that friend who did club lacrosse. He yeah. had to go to Arizona. Right, right. For, yeah, we had regattas that we went, and we didn't have to go to all of them, but we went to a few. Usually, a couple, two or three in the spring, and a couple in the fall. And that University of Minnesota team's like nationally a very good team. So usually they get invited to nationals every year. Okay. So obviously. My friend had to go to nationals too. So, you know, right. And that was right around finals time. So just like the timing of things, sometimes it can really like make it a time yeah, crunch yeah. on your schedule. No, I know. I know. But you have choices. I mean, it's like one of those things you can kind of say, hey, I got a t- tough schedule coming up. I can't do this one. I mean, yeah, people, right. people might get upset, but whatever. Right, right. But but there's but intramurals are a little a little more laid back, mm-hmm. and then you can kind of you know pick a, a bunch of friends to get together and go do it with. It's just a social activity. Yeah, there's that rec there's a rec center down at the University of Minnesota campus. Yeah, a lot of stuff goes on down there. Many floors, bunch of basketball courts. It's a lot of open space. That's where a lot of the recs happen. Yeah, it's funny. I saw on a job search website for the university, uh, rec referee, and I was like, oh, that's not too bad. It said basketball, soccer, like, I, I forgot all the sports. Foosball was one of them. I remember that. Uh, Fo- no, sorry. Not foosball. Futsal. Oh, futsal. Foosball. I mean, <laughs> are pretty fun, too. <laughs> how old you need a ref for that? kind of a game at a bar, though. Yeah, I don't know how a referee would be. You know, That's the wrong placement of the hand there. Yeah. You can't do that in futsal, <laughs> foosball. But, uh, yeah, I was like, oh, okay. Because, you know, like, games play pay pretty well for being a referee here in the yeah. state of Minnesota. Oh, yeah. They mean they've upped the rates because not a lot of people ref, so like it makes sense. Yeah, but I was looking, I was like, oh, okay, this should be decent. Fifteen an hour. Yeah, I'm not doing that. No, all all the it also this is like college students wreck. So this would right. this this would be harder than it'd be, it'd be a lot of back talk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I skip that. Yeah, I'm skipping that too. I do have to find a job <laughs> though for the school year. Yeah. I have to have one for the scholarship. Yeah. So still working on it. I mean, I just finished the last one yesterday. I know. I know. <laughs> but like, how many hours a week are you supposed to have one? So there really isn't anything. Okay, about you just have that. to have something. Uh, something, yeah. And to be honest with you, I will just I'll just work a job just so I can like pay off the basic things. Yeah, and I mean, I always I always try to find jobs like at that age just that are social too, like that. You're like, oh, I might meet meet some cool people this way. And I doubt that you've been looking into the radio station as a thing. Do they they don't pay at the radio station or do no, they pay a little bit? It's volunteer, it's volunteer work. Volunteer. Yeah. So yeah, I I'll definitely give that a shot. Yeah. DJ Phoenix on the mic. Okay, so driving. I could drive. That was that was a that was a bit of a, a push. We you you came back from college in like mid May, and and then like a week later told me you had. Driver's test set up for June twentieth. Yeah, yeah. That we, was we did it. We did it. I have my license. Yeah. Now, of course, just having your license, as we've learned with 
everyone who knows about driving. Just because you have your license doesn't mean you're a good driver. That's for sure. So I've been doing my due diligence about, you know, taking my time with it. Obviously, I feel pretty comfortable, you know. Yeah, and you've been putting in a lot of hours at work, so it's a little hard to like... When you yeah. have like three, four day stretches where we we don't get to drive, and then you then you need to kind of catch up on a little rest, right? Yeah, mind your health a little bit, you know. But like, we've we've done pretty well. I feel like you're you're doing highways. We're getting ready to go on a road trip tomorrow. You're going to get to drive. I'm going to Madison. Some some long highway miles. Oh yeah, it's going to be fun. And then we're heading to Iowa the week after. Yeah, you can drive on that trip too. If mom doesn't die before I get a chance to. <laughs> See the thing about. You know, my mom and my sister Iris, they are very particular about it, just you driving. Well, they're just used to me driving. And you know, that's the thing. Obviously, you've been the only driver of the house since the beginning of time. Yeah. And and for (laughs) anyone who's wondering, mom doesn't drive because she grew up in New York City and she's had her, she's renewed her permit three times since we've been here. (laughs) She did drive on that trip that we took to Yellowstone. That was crazy. But that was scary. I only lasted about 45 minutes, and I was like, all right, I'm ready to get back in the driver's seat. I mean, to be fair, I felt like she was screaming behind the wheel. (laughs) 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 Typical mom. Yeah, that's pretty. That is very typical. (laughs) But, you know, it's just... Getting used to it. Yeah, you'll 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 get there. I mean, I feel like even even this the road trip. I, I think I told you I got I got a ticket when I had my permit on a, <laughs> on a road trip. I was driving with with uh, with grandma oh, and yeah. my and my grandpa uh-huh. was was asleep in the back seat. We were in the middle of Illinois somewhere, coming back from Indiana, and I was just going with traffic. And I don't remember what happened, but I, like I pulled over or around a car, went over to the right lane. And then all of a sudden there were, you know, lights behind me. And I, maybe he thought I wasn't old enough to drive. I don't know. Because I was only, I think I was only 15. Yeah, because that's the earliest you can get your permit, right? So I got pulled over. I was I was going like nine miles over the speed limit, which isn't like crazy on a highway. No. Um, but it was it was some kind of a speed trap type thing too. Oh, but anyway, they, they brought me into the back of the squad car oh. to scare me. <laughs> and grandma got pissed. Well, yeah. Why, why wouldn't you? Are you kidding me? And Nine miles over? That's ridiculous. Yeah. But just sort of funny that they were so that my, my grandpa was comfortable enough. <laughs> he just <laughs> fell asleep. He actually taught me to drive, started teaching me to drive in Iowa when I was like 14 because you had, there's like farm permits. So a lot of kids down there had had like farm permits. I think you, I think you can only go within like a 10 mile radius or something. Mm, right. But you can start driving when you're like 14. Well, yeah, and that makes sense. And they and and they could get moped licenses at 12 or 13 or oh. something. I, so, I I rock with the mopeds. That that was pretty fun. I mean, it's especially fun. in a small town. Do you know how much a moped is? It's only like yeah, they're not that expensive. It's like a thousand. They're they're, they're death machines though. Death machines. <laughs> I mean, they're they're scary. It's a moped. I had a I had a scooter in Brooklyn for okay like three years. Scooter a scooter is different than a moped it's though. A, it's it was actually, and in some ways it handles just about the same or even better than a moped does. But it goes faster. I was thinking. I, I'm just saying, a moped is a very cheap way to get fast transportation. It, it is. It is. It's not bad. And I feel like it's pretty good for an environment like the University of Minnesota yeah. because, you know, everything's pretty close but not close enough where you can like walk obviously you can walk but it would take you 15 20 minutes right versus a sick moped yeah i i think that the other thing that's kind of coming up right now i'm I'm actually been i've been pricing out these these electric bikes oh they're starting to come down in price and they're pretty they're basically like mopeds yeah only you have the option to like sort of 
get some of the energy from paddling. Yeah, our know? downstairs neighbor had one. Yeah, yeah. Well, and they and that was like how long ago? Five years ago. Mm-hmm. He's ahead of his time. He was. Yeah. No, no, he really was. No, he, he biked everywhere. He he biked like hundred and some miles a week because he drove to his job every day and brought brought his girls to school and all that stuff. It was crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. But yeah, but that's 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 not a bad option. I mean, a bike might be something to consider even because you don't have that far to go in a lot of a lot of places. See, the only thing about a bike is it's pretty easy to steal. And being up in Dinky Town, yeah, I'm not really super confident about the idea of just having my bike somewhere. Yeah, and I don't feel like it's really a great idea to bring it into the apartment because bikes are kind of big, and I don't know how how well it would fit into an elevator. Like right. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's a little. Well, the electric bikes have have built-in security stuff in them now. Oh, see now that's crazy. So so that so that they, you can track them and and there's and you basically there's something you can do where once you once you turn off the bike it can't move at all like you can't and, and they're they're heavier than just like bicycles are. Right. People, you might have to look into it. People are very weary of Dinky Town. Biking in Dinky Town. Just being in Dinky Town. Why? Well, it's just all the stuff that you hear about it. You know. Uh, I have the Citizen app, right? Yeah. Tells you about like any events that happened. Yeah. And obviously we had like university alerts. Yeah. And most of the time, 90 for 90% of the time, these alerts would be in Dinky Town, you know. Was it was it what kind of crime was it like theft uh, or thefts, carjackings, robberies. Obviously like nothing about a robbery into a building, but like personal belongings. Yeah. Mostly personal property stuff. Yeah. Usually it'd be one or two people yeah. late at night, and they take like a purse and some personal belongings, some cash. Yeah. But you know, we you see it a lot on that Citizen app. It pops up. Yeah. And you know, oh hey, an alert! Someone got robbed in Dinky Town. One of them was right in front of where I'm living. Yeah. So of course people are going to see stuff like that, and they're going to get a little concerned. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense, but like that's it, just the life up there. It's sort of common in in urban like university towns. I will say this, compared to like being in like the heart of the University of Minnesota, right where those light rail stops are, yeah, in the middle of it, yeah, there's not there nothing happens over there. Oh. It's different because Dinky Town is not considered part of the University of Minnesota campus. Oh, okay, it's separate. Obviously, like the university has their own police department, yeah, but like it not being on campus makes it seem like a more viable option. Okay. I guess is how you could look at it. But I think you know. With everything, you know, with all the people that are living there and how much stuff is going on, I think the community there makes it feel pretty, you know. Yeah, when there's a lot of people out. Yeah, like it's yeah. fine. Obviously, there's frat, frat row is right next, right next to it. So yeah. there's just, you know, there's a lot going on. And obviously, no, no space is going to be perfect. Right. No, it's – well, so at St. John's when I was a freshman – it's a pretty famous case in Minnesota. I don't know if anyone nationally or internationally will know this story, but there was this there was this eleven year old named Jacob Wetterling that was abducted my freshman year of college, oh. and they there was all sorts of suspects because the family might have been in some kind of religion that had a cultish kind of thing to it, but that was certain things were were debunked, and then they thought oh, there was boy. this chiropractor in the town that was. <laughs> Like like a suspect and chiropractor. They actually just it was like two or three years ago. They they found this through like DNA. randomly thirty some years later. Yeah, they found they found the guy and he admitted to it and said, "I can't believe I didn't get caught sooner." <laughs> it's crazy. So you know, I mean, even in a small town like that, like St. Joseph's, like what 
two or three thousand tops with the college kids. Like it's not a very big place. So, yeah. you know, I mean, you, I, I think the best thing is to just be like aware of your environment. I mean, you know, we lived in New York for a long time. I knew people who got, who got mugged in New York and lots of stuff that happened. But most of the time it was like not paying attention. But, yeah. And I think it, 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 it just comes with life. Yeah. And I think, and I think me and my friends are aware of that. And I think we're prepared for that. Are you are you good about making sure the women you know are like together or walking with someone they know if if it's at night? Of course. Okay. It's important. Yeah. Even you know, obviously, like I could walk alone at night. I'm not saying that I would or I would recommend it, but like obviously because I, you're tall. Because but it helps. because because of my stature, it helps. Right. Right. Uh, you know, I'm less at at risk. But really, it's just like even while anybody walking with someone else makes it oh, totally. much safer. Yeah. So I think that's just really important. You know, Sarah, anyone of my friends, you know, yeah. just be, being safe is really all that matters. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I think, and I think, you know, at the U, I think we'll be, we'll be just fine in our nice, fancy, tall apartment buildings. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> A lot, lot of space. It's going to be interesting. Whole, first, first apartment. Yeah, first apartment. Whole new group of people, you know? Yeah. I got new roommates, too. It's going to be interesting. Some of my old friends from from my Pioneer Hall days yeah. will be with me. Yeah. But then I also got, you know, two new guys who I'll be rooming with. So it'll be a little bit of a mix of the past and the future. Yeah, that's cool. I like it. We'll see how it goes. I haven't really... I should reach out to them. Because I haven't really done that yet. The, the new ones? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be good. <laughs> um, my girlfriend's kind of been on my butt about that a little bit. Okay. Sorry, Sarah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's all right. You're, you're, you're busy. This, this would be a good week to get caught up on a bunch of stuff like that. Yeah, I think, I think I'm going to do that today. Uh, just I've just been getting some college stuff ready, dealing yeah. with financial aid. Financial aid stuff, yeah. You know, I'll, I'll reach out to them today. Get that all situated, and then just hopefully go from there because it's only two weeks away. Yeah, you know. So let's let's um, let's talk a little a little health talk before we before we wrap today. Yeah, this is a health podcast, so I guess that makes sense. I mean, we, we're getting into what is <laughs> what is life like for you know college student. I think it's 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 almost good for a lot of people to sort of get a, a sense if they have someone going to college or have someone there and and they don't talk to their kids much about this stuff. (laughs) Um, That's important. So, so this year was like, I mean, I'm sure there were some, there were some challenges as far as like day to day, like how well you eat. Oh yeah. Managing your, your uh, partying habits and recovering. (laughs) (laughs) Don't. Yeah. Those are, those are some interesting experiences. How, How did you do diet wise? Like in terms of quality of not so great. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> it was fun. It was funny that you would come home on Saturdays sometimes, like just you know, take mass transit home, and then basically come in to eat for like eight hours and then go back to school. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> because <laughs> have special, you know, can we have salmon? Yeah, some fish. Yeah, because the fish there was questionable. The shrimp there wasn't that bad. Okay, but it's just the options weren't very plentiful. Yeah, you know. You only had a few. Not choices. a lot of green things. They they had salad bars. They had a they had a salad bar, and you know I had a salad. I'd usually have a salad, some like stir fry rice kind of thing. If they had shrimp, I'd take shrimp. Otherwise, I'd take some fries and I'd have a drink, and that would be my that would be my meal. But the bad options are like what like pizza. So and... there, I'd I'd have pizza a lot. Yeah. Uh, again, being 
pescatarian, there's not a lot of options for me. Right. Obviously, there were some options, and but like half of the food court wasn't was like stuff I couldn't eat. Did, did you do breakfast in any, with any sort of regularity? So yeah, um, I'd usually have eggs, yogurt, um, granola. If they had that, I would put it in my yogurt. Um, I wouldn't. I've, I've never been a big cereal guy. No, I don't understand it. Uh, funny thing is that at the U, I didn't really drink milk. <laughs> Which is funny because I... You're a big milk drinker sometimes. I'm a big milk drinker. You couldn't drink it for a while when you were a kid because you were having some lactose issues. But. Which is super interesting. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I drink so much of it now. Like I yeah. can drink... Like I'm, I'm I might go to, to do that too. I, I, I'm going to the state fair with my friends, I think, right yeah. when school starts. And when I had my injury last year, sprained my ankle right at the beginning of the year. So yeah. they went without me. Um, one of my friends was able to chug like it was some insane number it was like it was like a gallon of milk yeah we used to when when i went to school in england in oxford for a semester we were poor and like we they and they also they would they would just they fed us every day but it was like their dining hall food was just ridiculous stuff was like they wanted to give us things that they thought were american so they'd make us like pizza but it would have like slices of tomato and leeks and (laughs) things on it it was just crazy oddly enough you kind of get to and they also they would heat it up the first time and then when they brought it back out they wouldn't heat it up it would just be cold I mean, you know, I like cold pizza, but I, know, I understand this was, this was not. So, so anyway, so we, so you know, we'd go out to the pub sometimes, and pubs closed pretty early. I think they closed at like ten o'clock or something. Because so, so we you're, we were never out super late. And then they had, they had other clubs that you could go to later on, but I think they were mostly open on only open on the weekends. But we would come back, and they they did have some kind of like I think there were some Indian food trucks that would come by sometimes. Oh, that's crazy! But if you didn't see anything like that out, and you, you know, or you just didn't have enough money to get anything, we come back from the pubs after drinking beer and have or cider and cider. Wow! And that we we could get into the kitchen at the school, and they had those big vats of milk, and we would go in there and just take like big jugs of just slam after drinking. So I can't imagine that <laughs> did anything good for your stomach. Or but maybe when you're young, you can just get. Yeah, maybe you can get away with it. But like my friend who who drank that gallon of milk from Madison, of course, Wisconsin guy. <laughs> A big old, big old cheese head, yeah. big Packers fan. Yeah. You know it. So, of course, that guy can can do it. Yeah. Um, it's funny because, I mean, again, it's something I can do too, I think. Now, I'm not going to say how good I am at drinking milk, but yeah. I think I could do it too. Maybe maybe you guys should have a milk drinking competition this year. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are about the same height. He's a little he's a little shorter than you maybe. The only person that's taller than me in my friend group is my High school friend, yeah, he's six, yeah. six, four, six, five. Yeah. It's weird because I think I'm I'm six three and a half yeah, technically. Right. So like, do, do I round up? It's like, well, okay, well, if I say I'm six four. Well, Justin's like actually six four. So like, what yeah. do I do there? Yeah. So it's like, he's like, yeah, I'm not really six five though. So it's like, oh, it's tough. <laughs> it's, yeah, I don't think you want to be that much taller, to be honest. No, I think I'm good with the height that I'm at. It's funny because. Uh, yeah, you know, one of my friends is like, I'm five one and three quarters. Actually, shockingly, she's five two now. She grew. Congratulations, you're five two now. <laughs> that must be a real honor. Yes. It's funny, you know, it's just stuff like that throughout the year. You know, you just talk about with your friends, you joke yeah, about yeah. here and yeah. there. That's that's the best part about college. Like it's all all those relationships you see you see my friend group, you know, we we go up to St. John's and those guys 
now are totally, they'll come over and just talk to you. Because I've, I've, you know, you, you just get to know each other so well during that time period. And then, oh, yeah. you know, we kind of just keep coming up with excuses and ways to get together. When you're younger, it's like weddings and, you know, a bunch of stuff. And then you just have to make your own rituals, basically. Mm-hmm. We got we got the man from Idaho, the spud man. Oh, yeah. So, you know, people from all over the place. Obviously, yeah. most of the, all the girls in our group are from the suburbs. But then you got me and my friend from Of Minneapolis or other places? Of Minneapolis, yeah. So, you know, you got your your Orono, you know, out there, Chanhassen, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Not that far away. Kind of far, not too far. But you got, yeah. you know, a guy from Idaho, which is just like, it's kind of crazy seeing all these people come from so far away. There's some people I knew at the business school who were from New York. It's yeah. like, a, of all places to go from New York, you choose Minnesota? Yeah. Uh, please do tell what... What caused well, this? Well, it's, it's interesting. There's a lot of, I, I have quite a few clients in New York whose whose kids are coming to like Oberlin, which is like, I think, Ohio, um, different places like around middle of the country. Iowa is actually a big destination. I think Iowa, like University of Iowa, and there's a few smaller ones, I think Grinnell or some of the places like that. So there's, there's quite a few people who come and even like McAllister here is a big like East Coast destination school for some reason. McAllister, I went to McAllister one time. Yeah. It's a nice campus. It's a smaller school. It's also private too. Yeah. So I feel like there's a, a specific group of people that would enjoy McAllister. I just didn't know if that was kind of the right fit for me. Right. Well, you got into St. John's, you know, you, you applied and got in the similar size, you know, school. But I actually do think that the U is a much better fit for you. I got a, I got a shirt. That's right. That's I right. got a I shirt remember. from St. John's. It's like, go Johnny's. It's like the one red shirt I have. Yeah. yeah. All right. So let's 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 get back to the the health topic. So we got. <laughs> so so how did you do with sleep? Bad. Did you? Ah, uh, some nights were bad. Okay. Some nights were fine, but sleeping on a bed like that, my feet would dangle over. Yeah, it wasn't a very big bed. Dorm bed's not very big. Do, do you know anything about this bed you're going to have? I think it's going to be bigger than the bed I had, okay. which is nice. We will take improvement seriously. Like, yeah, that bed was very small. All right, so so that's that's something that you can improve on. How, how about exercise? That's something I can definitely improve on. Okay. Obviously, this summer, like I did. Yeah, this uh, summer you got a lot of exercise. A lot of movement. Yeah. A lot of walking But during around. the school year. Because the nice thing about exercise, too, is it's like if you go like really exert yourself, it's like good good stress management, too. Yeah. That's something I need to be better about. Yeah, that's where like maybe an intramural would be like a good thing to do. It's just something that getting used to the university life, it was one thing that I kind of sacrificed yeah. to adjust. Yeah. So, hmm. how did you? So, so we, so mental health wise, you got a therapist this year for the first time. How, how did you? How did you feel like you were doing prior to that, or did you learn after having a therapist that this has been helpful for you in some ways, and that this is actually a good thing to have during college? You know, I think about it is, I think about it is like, you know, everyone kind of talks to each other about things, which is a kind of yeah, that, and, it, and that's helpful, and that's a kind of therapy, yeah. Talk about it with you guys. Yeah. Talk about it, you know, with my girlfriend, my friends. But it's good to have like a neutral party. Yeah. Who also has a sk- certain skill set. They have. See, then that's the thing. They have the experience. Yeah. No, no diss to you guys. Obviously, yeah. you guys are great. But like, yeah. a therapist is a trained professional. Right. They they know how to how to work stuff like this. And I think, and I, to be honest with you, I think I was doing fine beforehand. Yeah. yeah. But obviously having a therapist is always a nice luxury, even when things are all right. 
just yeah. having someone to talk it out with is something yeah. very nice. And there's like an accountability part of it. Like if you're like, okay, this is what I want to do or whatever. And you're kind of struggling to do some kind of thing or like we talked about priorities like then, yeah. then then you could then you have that person who's not like your parent or your girlfriend or your friend who's gonna like they're not gonna hold you to the same standard because you know that, that's that's not their job and it gets sort of messy yeah and that's part of the reason why like i just because i i work with a lot of therapists i was starting to see like okay things are going to start getting challenging this year i have a feeling or a little bit more you know first long-term relationship and and just like college gets a little bit more like trying to figure out what you want to do a little bit more so I thought this is like a good time to start before there's you know any sort of problems or any crisis or anything Mm -hmm. see the thing about it was like that whole experience college and 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 the the relationship obviously you know it's not going to be it's never going to be like a straightforward smooth path right there are going to be some bumps some some turns you know it's going to go on throughout your life that's exactly and that's the thing there's always bumps and turns and, and crazy changes right but you know but it's kind of just like this first year was just figuring out you know okay well how do you deal with it how do you manage it yeah you know after after a discussion where do you go from there you know yeah. it's kind of just like stuff like that it's like is what i've learned to manage and yeah and there's a and there's like a like i'm, I'm sure your therapist has like some strategy for you and oh, yeah. to, you know give, gives you some of those kinds of things oh yeah my therapist has given me a lot of great strategies that i appreciate and i think they're pretty good yeah i yeah. think they've, they've they've helped me out and you know i think it's made my relationships better you know i i appreciate them a lot i like yeah. what i have yeah i mean and th- that's a huge part of it i mean there's like a they do because it's sometimes it's hard to like tune into like what you feel gratitude for but when you and sometimes going away to college like did, did you get did you think differently about us as parents after you came back from college or or during college after like meeting other people not really yeah you felt I, the same <laughs> I, I feel the same about you guys i think you guys are great okay everybody's parents are gonna be different that's right, a given right but you know i don't think I mean, to be fair, at college we didn't talk about our parents a lot, right. so <laughs> I, you know, I don't know exactly how much. Yeah. Some, oh, your parent does accounting. Wow, that's crazy. That's interesting. Oh man, my parent is a dentist. I, I don't know. I'm just like running through things. Yeah, no, it's it's that, I, I, and there's there's a there's a big part of like finding those kinds of people in your life that they're not going to be your therapist, obviously, but that you feel comfortable. Uh, you know, being able to be vulnerable with, because that's, that's one of the hard things in life. Yeah. You get a group of those people around you, you're good, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, my relationship has given me someone I can be vulnerable with. And yeah. that's something I appreciate a lot. Totally. You know, obviously being the first one, you learn a lot. Yeah. yeah. And, <laughs> there's yeah. a learning curve for sure. Yeah, there's been a learning curve, but <laughs> I've, I've enjoyed it throughout, yeah. throughout it all. How, how are you feeling about your field of study? Like uh, your chosen field of study, which you're in the you're in the business school at Carlson at, at the University of Minnesota. It's the right choice. Yeah, I think it is. I just don't know where specifically. Right, right. That's, that's just the that's just the one thing I have to decide. Yeah. Obviously, some people do sports management. Some people do like other types of stuff that are at other schools. But you know, personally, I just I don't know. I just don't think that's the right fit for me. Right. I'll, I think the the Carlson's the right choice, and I just have to you know go from there and figure out okay. I'm at Carlson, but yeah. where do I, what, you know, what major do I choose? Yeah. Do I do a minor? You know, there's a bunch, there's a bunch of things to decide. Yeah. 
And it's good to find, like eventually you kind of like you have an advisor and you mm -hmm. have a like a really good professor or somebody who just, you know, that you feel the same way as you do with your friends. You're like, I feel like I can talk to this person. I'm going to go, I'm going to go ask them some more questions. Yeah. I had some, I had some good professors that I enjoyed yeah. this past semesters. Maybe others, maybe not so much. Yeah. But um, yeah, no, I had a, I had a good time and I hope that I have professors that I enjoy this year too. I think it's going to be an exciting year. I, oh I, yeah. I remember sophomore year, like. The, I I, I kind of remember the beginning being like uh, there, there just felt like a little pressure like I gotta get this figured out like what I because I was I was thinking I was gonna be pre law pre law oh I've never heard this pre law yeah I was thinking about I was thinking I was I, I was still thinking about business Jeremy John Quimby the lawyer no <laughs> for anyone who didn't know my middle name <laughs> um, yes I'd like to say it a lot <laughs> <laughs> so yes yeah, so I I was I was thinking about. I still was kind of interested in business, but I but I think maybe it's, this is my nature, like being a Libra, f fairness. Okay, no zodiac signs, man. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you're you're not going with that. I will say this. Yeah, I think you know I am. I to be fair, for the longest time I thought I was a Leo. I'm actually a Virgo. I know that. I didn't. <laughs> So, so not that important to you. I mean, it's not that it's not. I mean, yeah, no, I, guess, I, I'm, I I'm sort of the same. I, I think there's like it's. I have curiosity about it. I think there's kind of interesting stuff about it. But the only thing I have to say about it is it's all right. I just don't know if like it has to be the biggest deal. No, because then I feel like people get all caught up in like the personalities of these. Yeah, I know zodiac signs. Like, but but as you get older, I think you're you're going to find for whatever reason you end up having like a lot of a certain kind of sign around you. And see, here's the, well, I mean, we have two May birthdays in here, so. We, I, and I have a lot of Tauruses around me and I have, I have a lot of, uh, I have a lot of other Lib Libras and a lot of Scorpios, which is sort of odd, but that, that I don't have a lot of other signs in my, in my tight group, which is strange. Yeah. See, like, that's the thing. Like, um, a lot of, a lot of Virgos cause me and a couple of friends were on the same kind of birthday time. So summer, it, summer birthdays or September, September. Okay. Right, we got a couple of Septembers, so you know, and then I'm in late August, so that makes us all all Virgos. Yeah. So, I got a couple of Virgos, but I think it's funny because I feel like if you read it and you see like, oh, you know, Virgos are like this, 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 and that, people start to like become it. Yeah, you know, it's something that can. It's something that I think is true. Yeah, that happens after a while. If you know, you uh, <laughs> I don't want to say like fake it till you make it, but like kind of like that. Read it until you believe it. Right. Yeah, and and I think you maybe you find something. I think I think sometimes you know it's like any any bit of text. You're like you look at it and you're like, oh, I think this is true out of that. And right. you're, gonna, you're gonna do that with anything. So mm -hmm. that's a little bit, but you know, new people, new faces, yeah. and a new year at yeah. the University of Minnesota. Go Gophers! <laughs> Gophers! Any anything else? I feel like we covered we covered a lot. Yeah, um, we did cover a lot. Yeah, yeah, any any other thoughts? Uh, just a tip: oh. uh, don't sprain your ankle day two of the oh, new school that year. Was, that was something else. <laughs> but you know, maybe maybe it was maybe it was like meant to be, and and maybe 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 you guys wouldn't have everyone wouldn't have gotten as tight had you not hurt yourself right away. <laughs> you never know. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, because it's funny. I saw them all the first day, and then I come back, and they're like, "What happened?" Is like. Right. It's a catalyst. All right, man. Well, thank you. Thanks for thanks for sharing with everybody. 
Yes, of course. We'll, we'll, we'll try to do this again. We only got one more year. We've been doing, this is like Teens Talk Health. This is the last year. You'll be 19 next week. Yeah, 19 next week. Um, maybe we'll do one one or two more before okay, I turn let's try, 20. Let's try to squeeze them in. All right. Thanks, man. Phoenix Ferrari, folks. Always great to have him on here. He's a great sharer. And I appreciate his honesty in all these things. It's actually made it a lot easier as a parent. And people ask me a lot of times, how do I get a teenager to to share with, with me, with us as parents? And I don't have any secret formula to it. I, I'm, I think I just try to stay open and curious. And, you know, there are times when, you know, clearly I'm concerned about safety. You can let those things be known. But most of the time, especially at this age, you just have to listen and see, see what they're looking for and sometimes just ask questions. And a lot of times he'll just come to us too when he, when he knows that he has a question and that we might have an answer. But that's about as, as simple as I can make it. <laughs> I don't have any, any special insights. Um, and, you know, every child is different. And, I, you know, we have two. We've got another round coming here. We'll see how that goes. But I, I feel like we're developing similar relationships with our daughter who's just started middle school. And uh, we may have her on the, the show here at some point as Phoenix transitions into his adult years. Now let me know what you thought of this topic of conversation. Let me know if there's any insights that you got from us chatting with each other. You can reach out to me anytime uh, at my email, jeremy at highway2.health. Thanks for listening and for all that you do. Be good to yourself, be kind to each other, and take care of your planet. Be well, my friends. If you enjoyed podcasts like this, you should check out our other shows on Health Podcast Network. For example, Better with Dr. Erica, hosted by Dr. Erica, provides support and guidance in navigating stress-related challenges to transform your relationship to self-care. Each episode arms you with the tools needed to be better, do better, and live better. There was an incredible episode that you should check out called Touch and Connections as Tools for Healing and Better Mental Health. In this episode, her guest breaks down ways to use physical touch as a form of healing for trauma and grief. Check out Better with Dr. Erica on your favorite podcast platform or visit healthpodcastnetwork.com.